reminds me of the story. Hello, hello there. What's good, y'all? You are now tuning into the Jungle Rules podcast with the dynamic aunt and niece duo, Jay Simone and Marley. What is Jungle Rules? Jungle Rules is a therapeutic lifestyle podcast created to assist Black women navigate, survive, and thrive through their everyday jungle. A jungle can be any hardship, difficult situation, setback, shit. It's anything or anyone that tries to hold you back. Exactly. Here we will use this platform to discuss the failures, the successes, and every damn thing in between. Ready, Jay? Let's go. This episode is sponsored by Fem Power Media. Fem F E M Power Media. What's up, Marley? Yes, your girls won a scholarship to amplify our voices. While I hate my voice, we here. Oh, it's been a year and a half. A year and a half. Yeah, it's been a year and a half. It took us a year and a half to uh, get to this point in our journey and the journey will continue on. Um, I could, I think back to, I think Marley, she was down visiting because she thinks she's from the West Coast, but she's actually from here, from the East Coast, Connecticut. Don't hate, don't hate. New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, but I can remember us going, driving around, attempting to find food late at night, mind you. Yes, because you know, I love to eat. Booty behavior. Booty behavior. It's not healthy. Please do not follow this model. But we were driving and I unexpectedly, I I became so emotionally hijacked. You did. I'm like, I'm not a crier. I don't cry like that. And I just started to well up in my eyes. I looked over at Church Tree South, which aka is the jungle. And I saw the fact that it had been like demolished, disintegrated. It was no longer. There were a few bricks there, but there was like dust particles everywhere. For one, I said, oh, my gosh, we live somewhere where it was made of mostly concrete. Concrete. The whole whole thing was concrete. We are the roses. No, (laughs) but I could not believe that our history was being swept away like mere dust particles in the air. It 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 hurt me to my heart. Like I could not believe that our history and something that we held on to, something that was meant to box us in, of course, let's not forget that. Right. But our history was being swept away. But let's not forget the reason why it was demolished. Like it was mold infested at this point, lead infested, like it had to be demolished. Like, But those were conditions that people were still living in up until that point. Of course. So, But for us personally, I, I, I could I can feel the emotion right now. It's it's resonating with me and I can it's almost like I'm, I'm back in that mode right now that we were so emotionally high strung at the moment. Like I'm here. I was tearing up. Marley knows that I don't tear up. And I was just like I looked over at her and I'm like she's like welling up crying too. And we just like, why are we crying? <laughs> Why are we crying? But it was a part of us and we felt like a part of us was gone. Like when you look there now, there's nothing there, but I could still remember memories just like it was yesterday. This story has to be told. The walk that we've walked, 
The life that we've lived is worthy of being praised, is worthy of being celebrated. The hardship that we had, the hardships that we have, that we continue to have is worthy of being celebrated. We will celebrate it. We will scream from the rooftops. Women like us who come from the hood deserve all praises. Yes. And I think this story is one that a lot of people can relate to, whether we want to admit it or not. I really feel like our story will touch others and give them strength and speaking out on the things that they experience through their life and get them through uh, their jungles. Exactly. And goal accomplishment is something that we can attain, obtain. Yes. Without a doubt. Yes. There's no limit. No limit. So this title, the title of this episode is My Life. Yes. Like Mary J. Blige. It's my life from the gutter to the crown. From the gutter to the crown. And actually, um, we want to dedicate this episode uh, to the song, My Life by Mary J. Blige. My life, my life, my life, my life is a sunshine. If you look in my eye. Oh, okay, I won't sing. I promise I wouldn't, but okay. Whew, I almost got into the moment. But thinking back, I, I, I'm just thinking back to that moment. And then I'm thinking back to when God woke me out of my sleep. Woke you out of your sleep. No, you woke and- me out of my sleep. Because, you know, I sleep. Well, he made me wake you out of your sleep. Nothing is a coincidence, which we know as being women who are super spiritual. Yes. Okay. So he made you wake me up. He made me work through me to get to you. But all in all, we were woken out of our sleep two, three o'clock in the morning. And Concrete Rose was the name. Yeah. Yeah. Shifted to Jungle Rose. Which was more fitting. I think we we had concrete rules. We were playing with it and it just didn't, it felt okay. It didn't feel right. And we had, we told you guys, this was a year and a half in the making. We recorded some things and we were saying concrete rules, concrete rules. And then when we finished recording, we were like, the jungle was made out of concrete. We were like, survival of the fittest. Like, this is us, who we are. So we were like, jungle rose and it just flowed so effortlessly it was like that's it and it's stuck and it feels good to call ourselves jungle rose i can recall uh sometimes when i was gonna say how are you doing today i'm like i'm surviving it i'm surviving in the jungle but i think we should uh, carry them and, and bring them into our world uh and, and some of the things that we're utilizing to help springboard our thoughts some of the theories that is centered around the work that we're doing uh and, and this text that is driving us uh, we have a new best friend in our head yes mickey kendall Mickey Kendall, she wrote Hood Feminism, which we're both reading. Um, actually, this is about our second time going through the text. Um, and it really speaks to everything that we centered our podcast on unknowingly that um, this book was centered around the same things, the same experiences. We have shared experiences. And that gave me validation that my story, my truths are real because other people around me are experiencing it. Um so, yeah, there were some great points in there. If Jay wants to talk about them a little bit, we'll go. Yeah, I think I think one line that's hitting that's going to uh, help solidify probably some of the things that Mar and I have gone through uh was this one line and there's much more context around it. But I think there's one line from the book uh, where she mentions the how women from the hood have to navigate stressors, bury their traumas, mm-hmm. and still carve out space to be human. And then when you become human, 
you're looked at as being silly or ghetto or overachieving. Uncultured. We've heard it all. We've heard it all. But that's why our mission is to give women the confidence that they need in any space. We want to bolster your self-confidence, help you to feel like you're worthy of the space that you occupy in any space. Give our women back the innocence that they're deserving of. It's not fear that the innocence from young Black girls are stolen from them. Short shorts aren't short on Black girls. We're adultified before coming of age. It's the things that we experience. Um, Things being taken from us, opportunities not given to us, resources not openly available to us, unless you know how to code switch. Mm -hmm. And that's just the reality of it. I think that this leads right into your story, uh, which is not what we uh, probably designed. But I think your story is a great springboard uh, for what we're talking about here. And I'm sure it will resonate with our listeners. Yeah. So, um I'm Marley. I'm one of the co-hosts of Jungle Rose, but I was brought up in the jungle um, in a single family home most of my life after we moved out of Ivy Great Green. (laughs) Ivy Great Green. Um, And then we eventually moved out um, with the efforts of my mother and my father. Um, Many people who, who don't know me from the hood outside of New Haven. So People who I've met on my other journeys of life don't really know this, but my dad was incarcerated most of my life. And that wasn't something I would share so openly with people, not because I was embarrassed of my dad or his lifestyle or what he did or what he was in jail for, but I just felt like it was mine to keep to myself. And it wasn't for them to know. And it might have held me back from certain situations or certain opportunities. But, um, The statistics show that one in 14 children will have had or have had parents who are incarcerated. And that's that's a a large number of people. So um, in that sense, my experience is a shared experience. Um, But in that alone, statistics show that my education uh, attainment would have been lower I supposedly would involve myself in criminal activity. Um, I wouldn't have access to uh, financial success. Um, And then all that. And then being a young kid happening to visit a parent in a correctional facility like that in itself is traumatizing. I made it and I'm still making it. I'm still learning. I'm still learning to be courageous. I'm learning to accept my past. Put that crown on your head and be proud of yourself. And I wasn't always able to wear it in every circumstance. So I'm, I'm ready to wear it and wear it proudly and hold it up. Yeah. So tell them a little bit about yourself, Jay. So, uh, like Mar, I am the co-host of Jungle Rose. Yeah, I talk a lot, guys. I'm Jay Simone. Uh, yes, Jay Simone. Most of you, who, if people who do know me, they understand. know like, oh, I know she's Jay because of her first name. Simone is my middle name. So Jay Simone is my name. <laughs> it's not a made up character. Jay Simone is my name. Um, but for me, I, I, I uh, grew up, like we said, in the jungle. Uh, she was 5B. I was 5C, great green. Uh, Small hallway, maybe a foot apart. So my dad and my mom, we were down there together. Uh, 
raised up. My dad came through, swept my mom uh, from out there. Once she was pregnant, she became uh, the stay at home mom. Uh, my dad has always been, you know, he's a military guy, hardworking, very disciplined uh, type of gentleman. Um, the ladies love him. What what can I say? It is what it is. <laughs> Woo, thank God I got his looks. But anyway, so, <laughs> so, you know, that happened, you know, and, and we eventually, which most people don't know my story, think they know my story, but they have no idea. Uh, he swept us up. We uh, eventually moved from Churchy South, uh, which we still stay connected because most of our family was down here. My grandmother was down here. My aunts were down here. My God sisters, my closest family members, friends who became family were all down here. So we maintain our relationships down here. Most of our days right. were spent down in Churchy South, without a doubt. I would be kicking and screaming if I couldn't stay in Churchy South. <laughs> yep. Thighs still there. Thighs are still there. And so most of my days were spent there. And once that happened, my dad and my mom, we were living there. It was my brother. It was uh, my sister, my older sister. And we were all living in house. It was all happy and nice. And then uh, their relationship uh some difficult times came upon a relationship unbeknownst to me. Um, something I learned about my parents is my parents, for one, they taught me discipline. Uh, they kept me close to God, which was very important. Uh, whether they were living their life uh, strictly by the, the code of the Bible or not, uh, God was very important to that being a military person. Discipline was important. Values in our house was very important. Like it was like, you have to do your best. You have to be your best. You have to go to school. You have to work hard. You have to do, you have to do better than what you see. It was a non-negotiable in my house. Right. Um, and eventually, you know, mom and dad broke up and it came down to this huge separation uh, where it was a deciding point. Like, are you going with mom? Are you going with dad? Like what's going on? Eventually, I, you know, I stayed with that for a little bit because um, that was what I knew. You know, that was the home that I was in. I was, you know, I had my little room. I was, you know, that's where I was. And then eventually I went with my mom a little bit and then I went back to my dad. So it was a back and forth thing. But something I would like to give my parents credit on is that uh, although they had their issues, um, I never saw them argue. Not one time. I didn't know what happened. I couldn't understand what was happening as a child. So they protected me from that. They gave me my, they, they allowed me to keep my innocence in that situation because adult situations are not children's situations. And so, and, and I think I'm thankful to your parents for letting you keep your innocence because that's important too. You know, sometimes we give parent kids too much information and too much insight and it's just not their time to understand and know it. Um, so protecting your innocence is very important. I was very protected, I must say, very protected, very um, centered around family, not knowing a lot about what was going on around me. So we do have to give credit where credit is due. Exactly. And so, you know, when I became a woman, I, I was I was living with my dad. You know, when I became the woman that I am, I was I was actually living with my dad. It was like through my teens uh, and growing back, uh, growing up and becoming a woman who I am up until I moved out into on my own uh, with my with my ex-boyfriend. I uh, I was literally living uh, with my dad up until that. So when I found out who, who who's Jay Simone, who is this woman? Who Who is she going to be? You know, how is she going to move? I know there were certain values that I had to move with. I knew I had to go to college. I knew I had to figure those things out, but I knew I still had this swag with me that most people just don't have. Yeah, you were, you you know? were fried. 
it's not even now I have my hood swag you know you can't it's not something that you can contrive it's innate you know it's where you were born you have something about you a level of creativity a level of swag the way you walk the way you talk it's just different um, and let me tell you I was modeled after like I'm modeling myself after you you was the vision that I had so all of that the swag the the drive the going to college like I looked at you as a role model and not that you set the president for me. And sorry, I kept the secret from you, but it is what it is. We had family. I know. <laughs> I know. My bad. Listen, we'll talk about it later offline. But right. <laughs> I want to get into that. I want to touch upon our relationship and things of that nature, because I'm sure that people want to know. Uh, but, you know, so so me growing up with my dad, and this will be my last point about myself. And of course, we'll get more deeper into ourselves and what we've done. And we'll tell you some secrets, some stories, because we have to be honest up here. Um, but very raw. There's a lot to us. We are very, very complex in our relationship with each other and as individuals. So mm-hmm. multifaceted is it's different layers to us. But, you know, I, I find I find myself uh, feeling separated from women. Um, I find myself feeling um, atypical sometimes in the sense that. When you grow up with with a man who's a military man, who's super disciplined, um, and it's not mean, I I was always shown love and things of that nature. But, you know, he was pushing me like, do your best, put those books up straight and make sure they're all lined up, you know, but it was like, you get what you want. You're spoiled. I love you. You're beautiful. You're the best looking person in the world. I didn't know I was so short until, you know, the the world started telling me. Right. But that's how it's supposed to be. They are supposed to pour those affirmations into you. You're not supposed to feel like you lack anything. And I think that's where our culture, black culture may differ from white culture. I see my white friends, their parents don't look at them as having any disabilities, anything holding them back. They help them to soar. Even if they do, we're going to maximize whatever that is. So that's how it's supposed to be. So, you know, I, I just I'm not emotionally driven. And and most people will say women are super emotional. They're emotionally driven. I move with logic. You know, I'm the logical person. You know, I am the uh, sorry to my husband. Like, I'm just not your average woman. And people wouldn't know that about me because people look at the way I look, the heels I wear, you know, the lipstick I wear, the way I carry myself. No, I I, I'm a more I more relate to the guys. But you heard her say she was crying earlier, right? That's not normal. That's once a Keep year. That in mind. Ask my husband. I don't cry. <laughs> I hold it in like a real person. No, <laughs> no. I encourage you all to uh, embrace your emotions. And that's what I'm trying to do. You know, I'm trying to be, you know, more emotional and keep that good balance. But I am very driven by my logical side. That works for me. At any rate, I, I want to touch back on uh, what you were saying about um, our relationship and what that meant to you. Um, and unbeknownst mm-hmm. to me, because you don't understand the impact of what you're doing and how it affects the generation behind you, you know, especially us not being we're somewhat far apart, um, but right. not that far apart in terms of our relationship. Our ages, I'm sorry. It felt like a big gap when I was the main babysitter. Yes, it did. Yeah, it felt like a bigger gap when we were younger. Yes, it, it really did. When you were 
giving me beatings and stuff, spanking my ass. Spankings, aka we don't want anyone to start calling DCF on me. She's trying to make me lose my uh, career. <laughs> but hey, it is what it is. Little discipline never helped hurt nobody. Okay? Listen, she, see how she turned out very well. Congratulations on your accomplishments. <laughs> From the gutter to the crown. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> it was hard work, but thank you for setting the precedence. Yeah, it seemed like a further gap when we were growing up. But as we got older and our relationship started to mature in different ways, mm-hmm. the, the gap didn't seem that big. But yeah, definitely. Um, I think in our community, oftentimes we don't see... Uh, I didn't see many women um, in leadership positions or seeing women um, go to college. My other aunt stopped going to college to fend for the family. So that was something. Which is honorable as well. Yes. Um, my uncle, my uncle is a lawyer. So he was the first person with a degree that I saw. Um, but someone close in my age, it was you. It was you. You, you went to college. You had everything you needed. You were the model person to look after you. Not saying that having kids was a bad thing, whatever happens, but you didn't have any kids. So you were the one that made it out. Like, and so looking at you, I was like, oh, I need to model myself, not be like, but model myself and do the things that I need to do to be successful in that sense. Mm -hmm. I think the generation before us, and we're talking your mom, my mom, mm-hmm. your grandmother, Shirley, all of them forced upon something on us and they value something within our dynamic uh, that I don't think we were able to understand at such a young age. Right. Not at a young age, but looking back, we can see it because the shift started. Excuse me. The shift started for me with my mom, like. And then it was you and then my aunts, Tasha, everybody else you know, making the changes like, but there was restrictions, there was support, there was discipline, there was morals, there were values, things that needed to be in place to ensure that. And I think we had extra resources. We definitely had extra resources. We have to be honest with that one. We may have lived in a particular place and we've been exposed to a lot of things. Uh, Marlisha may not have seen as much as I did, but uh for sure. And, and the generations after us and, and those who are older than me, and it was just more visible to them. Um, but I think that we've seen a lot. We've been through a lot. But I think that the, the main core thing was the value system. Um, it was non-negotiable. Yes. You know, you, you got you have to work hard. You have to do this. And it, it, it pushes on some other things we'll talk about later with cold switching right. and being a good girl. And being afraid to be this or being afraid to fit into those unfortunate stereotypes. So you're so afraid to jump into those things because it's talked down upon in your household. So you can't you don't want to be that. No. And and the work you work harder, like you saw the generation before you be like, this is not what I want for you. So what by any means necessary, we're going to make sure you see the light you you see out of the jungle. I agree. I I, I agree. Um, I think that we were pushed. Each generation was pushed. Um, and I know many of you would like to know, like, how their eye and knees, what's going on? How did that come about? What's that whole thing about? She's my aunt. <laughs> as simple as that. As simple as that. It's not a, you know, a foot apart, whatever it was. Uh, when Marley, she was born, she knew, like, I'm your aunt. Your mom's my sister. 
can't nobody change that. Can't nobody change that. Nothing, nobody, no book, report card. Last name. EMB, FMT, any federal state. <laughs> BMT, SAT school. Nothing. <laughs> Not nah. can change it. And the impact and the power of the dynamic that we have is untouchable. You know, you, you need to find people in your life that push you and thrust you to your next level in, in life. And, and, and to be honest with you, God makes the decisions. God puts people together that he needs to put together. He holds them together. Right. Uh, through difficulties, through arguments, through ups, through downs, through celebrations, through funerals. He holds them together. We're not related by blood, but that doesn't change anything. And I know there's people out here who have people around them that that's my sister. That's my aunt. That's my mother. And those are your core and you keep them tight and you will have hardships. You guys will not always get get along or be in agreement, but make sure you hone in on those relationships because that's what matters. And I'm just going to step out on a limb. A lot of people make, they do a lot of namesaking and they say, you know, black people, oh, she this her cousin, that's her aunt, that's her da-da-da-da-da. No, with us, it's a little bit different because it was, this was forced upon us. And this was something that was from a long time ago, over 30 years ago. And this is what it was. That's what it's been. And that's what it's always going to be. And with her and I, an argument between her and I could never change that dynamic. You could get mad if you want to. That's your aunt. That's your niece. It is what it, you need to figure it out. Figure it out. It's always going to be what the elders in the family are going to say to us. It's not going to be forget about it, walk away. That's not happening. And so with that being said, it's like, I'm going to be honest with you, doing this podcast with her has been, uh, I want to say difficult, but it's like you really now, I really now have to transition and learn some things and hear some stories that kind of makes me like get a little uneasy, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it starts being personal and I'm like, hold on, wait, I, give me a second here. Maybe I need some wine, something stronger. I need something. <laughs> no. And for me, it, it has been a shift too, because I've always um, seeing you as my role model. So working alongside someone I care about is different from the workplace and working alongside somebody I don't know, you know, hearing criticism, hearing feedback could be a little difficult, but it's pushing me as a person doing this podcast in itself is pushing me because I can speak in front of three or four people, maybe 10 at the most. But when I get in front of a large crowd, Oh, I get social anxiety, but that comes from perfectionism and all that me trying to be the best that I can be in white spaces and never. And, and, it, and with generate and, and, and this speaks to the generational value, right? I've been exactly where you are, mm -hmm. you know, every, no two persons have the same pathway, but it does me well to learn and to kind of like, not this, the research sort of thing, but to see the steps that black women have to sometimes undergo and to see the path right. where she has to take. And, and what can I do to be of, of a support? What can I do to be her cheerleader is very important to me as the, aunt. you know, what can I do? I have to make this easier than what it was for me. She can't go through it how I went through it or I'm not doing my job. Right. And you do. You're like, like, yo, get your confidence. You, you're dope as shit. Like, what are you doing? Like, Mar, you, you have what it takes. And that was you pushing me into this. I dragged her behind. Keep it real now. <laughs> you dragged me because that was a part of like this being such a long drawn out process. But the time is now. This is Jungle Rose's time. It wasn't any other time that we were supposed to be coming out. 
But I think self-sabotage is a thing. Like if I don't feel good enough, I'm going to do everything to stop what's meant for me. And so I wasn't feeling good enough, but now I feel good enough. I'm here. We're doing this. This is the first episode. You have to do the damn thing. It's lit. Look, it's so lit. It's so lit. And I know that people will be able to relate. And that was one of the things that we had to overcome, being true to who we were in planning this. We wanted to, I'm well, I wanted to, I'm going to speak for myself. I wanted to make sure that I reached the masses and everybody. No, this ain't for everybody. If you can't, if you can't get with it, it's not for you. And it that's is, okay. It is. We pray that God allows our prayer before we began to record today was that God will allow for the people who need to hear this to hear this. And we mm-hmm. trust that he will follow through on his promises. You pray to him, you ask him for something. And it's, it's not us being selfish. It's us being selfless. Give it to the people who need to hear it. Allow the people who need to carry the message to carry the message. We're doing what we have to do. We still stand confident in what we're doing. We're proud of what yes. we're doing. It's therapy for us. We hope that it's therapy for our listeners. Because it's reciprocal. We're going to be learning from y'all. Y'all are going to be learning from us. And yes, I say y'all, because this is why. That's what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> but we, we actually have someone who uh, wrote into us uh, and, and spilled a little jungle juice on us. Okay. Uh, and it, I'm assuming it's a young lady. Tell them a little bit about Jungle Juice. So Jungle Juice is a segment in our show and that will allow us to give uh, right there real time feedback. Uh, you write in, you write about a story, a clip. It could be anything. It could be about an experience. It can be about sex, relationships. It can be about what should I wear? It's my first time going out with my new boo. <laughs> You know, whatever it is, it's a great way for us to uh, engage um, and give that real time feedback. Many times when people give, you know, storytelling is very important for us in our culture um, and giving those stories may reach and touch someone else. Someone else may be able to relate to it. And we give our personal experiences and our expert experience from what we've lived in life. That's all we can give. That's we're not doing it under the pretenses of anything else but our own experiences, but us. That's our expert opinion. We are we are our history and what we've been through and our experiences. And that's all we can give it to you. And we don't ask you to follow exactly what we do, but we give it to you uh, the way in which we see it to be done. Or if we have someone else. Take it with a grain of salt. (laughs) Yes, take it with a grain of salt because it is biased, honey. Biased. (laughs) But we will pray for you and we will push you hopefully in a positive direction. We're all about self-love. So that's always going to be the pretense of all of do want to get into our jungle juice for the day juicy juicy tell me about it i hope it's juicy so it reads as such it says so this morning i made my way to the repair shop some weeks ago i got into a little razzle dazzle with my husband's car i won't say i can relate no fault of my own anyway i was exchanging information with enterprise rep and i realized i bought my expire id typical as opposed to the valid one, before I could convince her to hold off so I could take a two minute drive to retrieve it, my husband comes pulling up. I immediately turned to him and explained my issue. He rolled his beautiful eyes, mm, beautiful, and started heading back to his car to retrieve my license from the house. As I began to turn back, the rep, towards the rep, I heard a loud gasp coming from her direction. When I looked at her, she looked somewhere between nervous and disgusted. Her eyes were zoned in on my husband. She shook her head and attempted to transition back into our conversation. I looked at her and started 
explaining that he was teasing me and he meant nothing by it. Then I felt my temperament begin to rise, but I quickly balanced it out. After we completed the transaction, I got super vexed at myself and her. God knows I prayed this morning and made sure I was in a good place and I began my day. Why do I always have to deal with shit like this? Is her question. And why do I have to feel like I have to explain myself to her? Mm-hmm. Hmm. 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 That, that's that's tough. Um, we do. I know for me, when shit like that happens, we tend to want to explain ourselves. But first of all, nobody knows the relationship that you and your husband have or that she and her husband has. So like whatever it was between you two that got her so upset or even if it was just the communication or her not having her ID Whatever it was to upset her should not have triggered her in any way. But she might have been going through some own her own shit and it just came out on y'all. But I feel like we do have overly explain ourselves, even when it doesn't call for it or feel the need to make someone else feel comfortable after their experience and some frustration for whatever reason it is. I don't know if that's been your experience, Jay. But so for me, first of all, I'm hurt by this because I'm sick of it, to be honest with you. I'm sick of it. And for you, you can say she's probably having a bad day. For me, I felt like you were judging. I felt like your implicit bias began to kick in that brain and Mm -hmm. you looked at him with disgust, thinking that he's probably aggressive, thinking that he's this or he's that. We don't know what another person is thinking, but guess what? I think it's time for inquiry. I think it's time for us to figure out what's going on. Is Is there something wrong? Your body language seemed to change. Yes, because, you know, sometimes, you know, when you don't confront things and some people say I'm too forward, I'm too direct. No, I want to know what's going on, because if it's going to disrupt my balance. Right. No, 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 no. These instances hurt. These instances have permanent damage. I need to figure out what's going on. I can't control how you feel about me or whatever you thought you experienced with me between me and my husband. But what I can control is me feeling satisfied after, me figuring out what's going on, for me to then say, hmm, she's having a bad day, or hmm, maybe she's just, you know, she is who she is. This is how she was raised, and these are the values that she carries. But for me and my own personal well-being, I think I need to inquire, you know, because it happens too often. We know when we were in Cape Cod, it was happening too often, and it's enough. And like I said, it was strike three, and somebody was about to Catch the business. I'm not playing that game. It was happening a lot. (laughs) It was too often. And that's why we stay in any space that you occupy, because sometimes people don't feel like you should be there when you damn sure deserve to be there. And in the situation of Cape Cod, we were trying to be as patient as possible. So polite. Biggest tippers in the house, I'm sure. It's always 20 to 25 or up, depending on how we're feeling. Tell them. Off uh, uh, bills that are hundreds of dollars, you still get the best of the best, like super polite, super apologetic when we're taking too long, like super engaging, smiling, body language on chill. Using people's first name, engaging them. Being polite, treating them as such, not treating them like, oh, this is a host. I don't really care about this person. No, you treat everybody with respect because that's how we were raised. But see, and that's the difference. I think that we are raised to be super respectful, super forgiving, like, hey, let's just put it to the side. 
And this young lady who wrote in, and I'm going to name her Lisa, because of course we have to keep her information anonymous. Right. Lisa appeared to be calm. It, it, she appeared, she calmed herself down. She didn't respond. She actually went the route of, let me overly explain so I can try to change the way this lady is feeling. No. No. But I, I felt like she was being respectful. And right. that's probably why she became, and I'm just assuming, Lisa, I could be wrong. That's probably why you be, she became so vexed because she held it in. So now this is why we have high blood pressure, distress, holding everything in. No. Yep. I'm not saying that she should approach her aggressively, but she has the right to inquire. This lady is actually being paid for a service and, and the service needs to be done in a certain manner. Simple. So Lisa, let's start inquiring. You and I, both of us need to start inquiring because I know I will just be like, let it go. Dun, dun. No. And sometimes I don't inquire for the sake. I don't want them to think I'm the ghetto chick who's a wilding out. But I can inquire in a calm demeanor, but I can inquire and I can and require I can I can request that you do not service me, but someone else who represents the company can service me. But then you're aggressive. But you know what? People have their implicit bias. And unfortunately, we can't change it because if your husband, your husband came up very calm He didn't yell. He didn't do anything. And if he just was doing switching things out or whatever he was doing, he quickly went to go resolve your issue. Like, (laughs) yeah, there was no need. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't dressed right. (laughs) Maybe Lisa, what did he have on? Was it, what did he have on? Was it a track suit? What what did he, Lisa, tell me what he had on. Did he have on a a business? (laughs) Maybe he frightened her a little bit, you know, just our, sometimes just our presence scare people. I'm sorry. I don't know. But Lisa, self-balance is the balance that we all right. desire and that we what we're deserving of. Yes, you can get vexed at yourself. You were mad at yourself. But in the future, you need to make sure that you think about yourself. Yeah. What can I do to make sure I'm okay? You never want to be overly aggressive because that's too much energy for people. But what's best for me is our thoughts. Yeah. Maybe balance. that's not the correct thing, but we always bring it back to self, self-love, God. And sometimes you might have to get a little, uh, <laughs> go back to your roots a little bit. You never want to go out. Jason Moe and Marley, don't go out to eat with us because you won't want to eat from the back of the kitchen because when we inquire, we inquire. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and we don't send stuff back just for that reason. Okay. No, we don't. And you can give us a check now for the, the one drink we had. <laughs> Listen, but Lisa, we hope that uh, what we gave to you will help you in the future and help others because that is a situation that unfortunately most of us... We all face on a regular basis. And we don't know why she did that, but I don't know that I don't, I don't, from what I read, I can't see any other things that could have triggered her, her body change so quickly. It was like switch on, switch off. It, it was an inconvenience for her. I'm just going to say it was an inconvenience for her. So it upset her. That's what I got. Things happen. But I'm glad you're praying, girlfriend. That's right. Keep praying. God will take care of it. And I'm sure God will take care of her. Just because you didn't respond to her, sometimes you can't always respond. But some, like with me, once strike three comes for the day, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> and you might have to pop off, okay? Listen, I might have to get a little, <clears throat> you know. <laughs> yes, so that was a good one, though. Uh, thank you, Lisa, for submitting yes. that. Please keep sending those stories. Uh, it does us well. We learn from you. So keep 
doing that. And I'm hope hopefully that's that was a seed that was sown in someone's life. No, yeah. understanding how you can deal with things. There's always a way to get your way. You don't always have to be aggressive. Um, but you do have the right to inquire when it's necessary. Definitely. And keep and praying. I, keep praying. Does wonders. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm gonna be honest because when we were in Cape Cod. You know, I, we had to shift the atmosphere. Like we were like, let's pray, <laughs> let's pray. Because we were we praying pray, every second. They were looking at us like we were crazy. Let's pray, let's pray. Listen, heads bowed. Let's pray. <laughs> Jay, where did anything? Did you not see the shift? It, I promise you, when we prayed, people will come to us being nasty, short, curt, just just energy on low energy on negativity and i promise you you would see them begin to be nice offering free things being polite being patient and i'm just like look at god look at god look at god Amen. but don't don't mess with us because uh don't play with us and my dad listen. is a whole apostle but listen, <laughs> listen let me god is still working on me fyi keep that in mind folks God is still working on Jason Moe. Keep that in mind. Listen, we are a work in progress, okay? Learning daily. So in terms of listening to Jungle Rules, there's some number of things that you can expect listening to Jungle Rules. A lot of laughter. A lot of laughter. You can check. You can see me checking uh, Mars sometimes because, you know, sometimes uh, the generation, they get a little, you know, wild and want things done very quickly. Listen. But instant gratification, bro. Listen, I'm about thinking things through and taking your time. Ask my husband. Well, I don't think that's a good example because I got married pretty quick. You really Most did. Newly wet. Oh, wait, you you guys are almost a year in. Hold up. Yeah. Whew. We'll talk about that, guys, one day. But instant gratification for me. But I'm working. I'm working. I'm learning. So you'll see the generational value between her and I. And, and, and it's hard for us because it's, we've never worked under these pretenses before. But you'll see that it's tons of laughter. It's tons of knowledge. When we hear from you and we see some of the needs that you have, we'll bring in experts, we'll bring in people. But it's just a it's a it's a homegirl conversation. Let's be honest. It's a right. homegirl conversation amongst the aunt and the niece. And like I said, you'll see that dynamic sometimes. You'll see us bring in God into the in, in the equation because we don't live outside of that. Right. And that's just who we are as people. Um, we respect those who respect us. And, you know, God is at the forefront of our life. It's therapeutic for us. Therapy. Free therapy. Oh, uh, you heard us say cold switch. I got to do that every day at work. We're not cold switching on during this podcast. We're not doing that. We're not that. doing that. And we are letting you know in advance if this podcast comes in between our relationship, it is over. It is over. We will not jeopardize. None. We over, will not. Over. <laughs> Shaking my head left, right, real fast. Left, right, real fast. Hopefully to make this neck, this little I chin thing I got go up. away. Real fast, left, right. <laughs> but I, I think the most important thing is about Black women empowerment, right? Yeah. And, and today I was speaking to someone and they were like, oh, yeah, we have to empower everybody. I said, no, no, no. we have a target and target group of people that we're targeting. We're target women who come from the hood to women who come from hardships, women who've been through things, who have made it out of their jungles, who are still trying to get out of just We're shouting you out. We're standing from the rooftops to celebrate you. Yes. Celebrating you because... You deserve it. And you are the strongest people that I know. You've been through some shit. 
We've been through you've some been shit. Through some shit. Some of you've been through things that I can't handle. Okay, you'll right. hear more about that. Some of my exes, I'm like, I can't listen. She can handle that, but Jason Moe can't handle that. It just, I'm not built like that. <laughs> Look, the resilience is real. I have never seen never. people never. never go through shit that we've been through. Some of us ain't been through. I haven't been through a lot, but the women in my life, if you look at my life to see what I... Oh, you told me don't sing my best. Mary, I was trying to... <laughs> okay. Look, if you look at our lives, shit that will drive other people to go crazy. Traumas that have been placed on us. We dealing with, we navigating through. Starting businesses, starting a candle line. Like, please. It... <laughs> With self-doubt rummage, rummaging through your head. It's so much. And your brain. You, you Can you imagine working through that self-doubt and working harder and trying to figure it out? It, it's, Listen. it's doable. And we're here to celebrate the Black woman who come from those struggles. We come from the hood and we are proud to say it. It was a time in our life where we weren't proud to say that we come from the hood. But we are from the hood. Our life from the gutter to the crown. And we're here. And we're here. So we're calling you out, too, to be a part of our story. We're calling you out. We want you to be a part of this uh, and the jungle juice portion of this story. The the episodes are a great way for you to be a part of what we're doing. Yes, we want to hear from you. You are a part of us. We are family. This is a tribe. We will be building on one another. We will be celebrating each other's success, the growth. The failures can be celebrated too because those are the learning, those are the refining moments in our lives. Yes, the failures, the successes, and every damn thing in between, however you said it before. Everything. We celebrate in us. Um, no crab in the bucket mentality here. We're uplifting everyone. We're tired of them saying all that shit they got to say about Black women. We're proving to them. We're changing the narrative. That ain't us. That ain't us. And just know this, I heard a very good quote from a man that I know. He said, your path doesn't define you. It only refines you. Mm. Oh, that's from my husband, guys. He's very smart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. my uncle is pretty smart. He's pretty smart. My goodness, you guys outsmart us. We have to work together against him. It's a, it's a double team effort. Is that a ring that I hear? Is that a phone ring that I hear? I hear a phone ring. Is it? It might be. That's you. Is that, is that Felicia? <laughs> I can remember these two growing up together. Um, Jay was the babysitter. Molly was, woo, boy, she was a handful coming up. But Jay knew how to handle her. So every time I would go out of town during the weekend, Jay was always there to babysit. But Molly would, uh... I will always get a phone call. It never fails. I'm going to get him a phone call. Somebody ain't listening. Somebody ain't doing something. But this particular reason here, one day I went, I don't know where we went, but we went somewhere. Jay had an accident on the road. And she spilled some bleach. I don't know what she was doing. I don't know if they were washing clothes, washing dishes, or whatever they were doing. Bleach got on the road. She tried to hide the spot on the road. And I don't remember one of my kids, I don't know if it was Molly or her brother, somebody told it. But anyhow, they used to keep secrets from me. Molly would keep whatever Jay would tell her. She'd keep her little secrets. They just grew up together. Uh, on this 
particular occasion, I remember these girls once come after my sister, and Marley came in the house yelling, Mom, Mom, these girls want to fight Auntie, want to fight Auntie, girl. Y'all, anybody know me, y'all know where I'm from, the jungle. <clears throat> and I played that, so I ran outside, see what was going on with my sister. Why Molly was trying to jump in and like, she fight. <laughs> she a young old girl. No, she couldn't fight nothing. You ain't gonna mess up my heart. You're not gonna do this. You're not gonna do this. But just to see them today and how they had each other back and all the struggles that I've watched them overcome becoming teenagers and young adults and to watch them today is just amazing. So I'm excited about Jungle Rose and for me, I've come through my own jungles. I was born and raised in those projects. For me, it was survival, do or die. And I had to, you know, I made up my mind that I was going to survive this. And I'm just glad to see that Jay and Marley had made the same decisions. And fortunately, we're here today just to just share those moments with each other, family moments. We had good times, bad times. We cried. Sometimes we didn't even like each other. So I thank God that they held on their aunt and niece relationship through it all because, you know, families, we have challenges. We have struggles and they have weathered them all. I've witnessed them myself, witnessed some of the things that they had to go through in life. But I also witnessed a lot of good times with them and growing up and seeing all the moments that they were able to share with one another. And then just fast forward into today for their launch of Jungle Rose. So I'm excited. When y'all say y'all launching again? So that concludes our episode. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Yes, five stars only. But give us that good feedback. We are so honored that you rocked out with Jay Simone and Marley. Follow us on all your favorite social media platforms. But don't forget to drop that jungle juice. We want to hear all the juicy details. All, all of it. All of it. Don't leave anything out. Be sure to live life intentionally. We love you guys and stay tuned. Yes, we love you. We thank you.